This is the OBG Apparel Podcast. Wait, uh, I'm not understanding. Why does an apparel company have a podcast, though? Because they're that What is up, guys? Dave with ODG Apparel. We are coming at you with another long-form conversational podcast. On this episode, we have Lev Burre. If you don't know Lev, here's what I can promise you. His mom definitely has more followers than your mom does. His mom is Candice Burre from Full House, DJ Tanner, Fuller House as well, The View, a bunch of Hallmark movies and a bunch of other movies and TV shows and all kinds of stuff. And so it was a really cool conversation just to have Lev on there and talk to him about, man, what is it like growing up in a super different, you know, not traditional way, you know, famous family, but people who really stand up for Jesus. That's the coolest part. It's a family that really does stand up for Jesus in the midst of a culture that might not really love that. And so it was really cool just to chat with him of, man, what is it like? Tell us your story Um, to hear kind of how he's gone through this journey of, kind of ups and downs just like all of us would in a normal everyday way and so really cool hearing him and how he's kind of ended up in this place of following Jesus excited about living for Jesus and so give it a listen enjoy it uh, like subscribe share it all those different cool things um, yeah hope you enjoy Awesome. All right, guys. Dave with ODG Apparel. We're on another episode of the podcast. On this one, we have Lev Burre. Uh, Lev, how's it going? It's going great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for uh, for getting on the podcast. And it just always blows my mind just what you can do on social media. Like, never met you. You've never met me. And just reached out and kind of went from there. So it's it's kind of crazy what's what's possible with social media nowadays. But yeah, it is. We're doing it. Is it. Crazy. Yeah. We're 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 on this podcast, we're chatting. So basically introduce yourself to people. Kind of tell people who you are and what you're about. My name is Lev Burray. I am 19 years old from Los Angeles, California, and um, I kind of got a little bit of a of a following on social media, a little bit cuz of my mom. Um, but now I just try to use my following as best as I can to share Jesus and who he is because um, I realized that I was given that platform and if I have that, I might as well use it for something mm. good. So um, I, I struggled a lot with, um, you know, just going private and uh, or keeping the account public, but I thought I might as well put it to good use and use it to share Jesus. Yeah, and, and that's something that's so for people who don't know, who's your mom? Explain kind yes. of who your mom is. My mom is Candace Cameron Bure. So she was DJ on Full House. Um, NBD, no big yes, deal. Yes, no big deal on the first one. So growing up and on Fuller House also. I mean, the most of the cast didn't change, but uh, she's she's in both of those. So cool. Uh, that's awesome. And, and so. Here you are, you're 19 years old, you've grown up probably in a, in a much different lifestyle than most, and so I think what struck me and kind of my team when we were like, we should really reach out and get him on the podcast, was just seeing you constantly use that platform, especially as a 19-year-old, right? It's not like you've lived, a, you know, you're not like you're 30 and you've lived through life and you really come to realize, wow, this is, I should use this. You're young, still young, 19 years old, and you're using that platform to kind of share Christ in a really open and bold way, so you said you even struggled with that. What, what was that struggle like? I mean, I, I can't even imagine, right? The, the different things that you've had to go through that just normal people aren't seeing and dealing with. Yeah, there's, there's a couple different things. First is just how the amount of followers can get to your head and mm. you kind of just 
look at that for self-gain and your self-image and uh, that's, I know, a problem for a lot of people who have a, a large following is um, they kind of just think about themselves a little too much with it. So that was definitely something I struggled with to begin with. And then also, um, it might not seem like it, but there's a little bit of pressure that comes along mm, with yeah, all those sure. followers. Just because um, you kind of feel like everyone is watching your every mm -hmm. step, every move. So you don't want to mess up. You don't want to say the wrong thing on social media. You don't want to post something that might, you know, be offensive to other people. And mm. so there's always just uh, that thing in the back of your mind going, can I post this? Is this okay? Mm -hmm. So when those two things really hit me, I was like, I just, you know, I want to be private. I want to have like 200 followers, like close friends. <laughs> I want to be a normal person. Exactly. Normal. <laughs> exactly. And this was, this was back when I had around, I would say, 30 to 40,000 followers is when this was really going through my mind. And I had to catch myself and just take a step back. And mm. after it, I made the conscious decision to be, be like, hey, like I have this platform why why put it to waste like so much good can come out of this platform just because people are following it so yeah. then i just said hey you know what like what matters most and that's and that's telling others who jesus is so most of the time what i try to do most obviously i still post personal pictures and stuff but just always try to be an uplifting account that overall is just sharing the love of jesus well and and i think well, even kind of like to, to change directions a little bit, but I think it, it really plays into it is like, well, what's your personal story? Like how, what, how do you come to know Jesus? Right. So you're, you're growing right. up in and in obviously a really kind of out there. I guess the thing I keep thinking about is like, man, if my life was on display for everyone else to see, it would have been a really crazy show. It would have been a oh, crazy yeah. story because of like, you know, being an idiot in college and like right. trying to like, you know, like, and I didn't have to worry about that. I put my Facebook and my Instagram, well, we didn't have Instagram back then, but I put my <laughs> Facebook on private right. and like made sure that no one tagged me in any photos that I didn't want people to see. And that was it. Like I just, I had my 30 people that knew me and that was it. But, but you're talking about, man, what does it look like to come and really know Jesus and, and deal with sin and temptation like any teenager would in the midst of like kind of everyone watch. So what's your story kind of coming to know Jesus and taking it seriously and all that stuff? Um, well, obviously both of my parents um, are very strong in their faith. So I was lucky enough to grow up in a strong Christian household. Um, but as much as our parents can lead us in the right direction and start us off on, the good on a good foot, I feel like when we really, you know, accept Jesus into our hearts and we really take him for who he is and what he did for us, that's our own conscious decision. And, um, you know, probably around, I would say I was 15 or 16 is when, you know, I kind of, I kind of left my parents, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I just, I, I, I kind of strayed away from, from their help in my Christian faith, and I really explored it on my own. And yeah. that that's when things start to get a little more real because, you know, you, you mess up here and there. You know, I got in trouble, you know, all the time with my parents. And that's when I was kind of faced with the question, like, what kind of path do I want to take? Hmm. And... Um, was there anybody kind of in your life kind of helping you through that? Because I know that for me, there were like people pursuing me and trying to point me towards Jesus that weren't my friends and family and parents or just 
I don't know. There was just different people. Like I noticed that you're like super involved at, at, at like a camp. Is that like yes. are there leaders and people that are kind of pointing you towards Jesus? At this yeah. Point in your life? So that's actually what I wanted to get into. Also, was that um, when I was in this phase of not really <clears throat> sure which path to take is when I went to this camp called Canacuck, mm. and um, there I met the most amazing people my age and um, older around college, um, and that was the experience of a life of a lifetime the first time I went and everyone there is continuously just pushing you towards Jesus and supporting you along the whole way because the amazing thing is that the counselors there especially they, they've been through the same thing that you're going through right everyone had to make that that choice you know what path do you want to take and they know it's difficult it's not an easy thing to do so uh, really just the support of them and and just so much encouragement from them was was what really did it for me. And mm. um, just being there and experiencing the love of Christ on display at that camp was something that completely changed my outlook on life and what ultimately led me to the decision that, hey, I, I want to live for Jesus. Yeah, and, and it, that's like when it became yours. Right, it exactly. Like. like it was in those moments that it's like becoming yours. Because I even remember in my life, like growing up in the church, going to college, and then like kind of living my own life. And then in the middle of college, kind of feeling this feeling of like, man, what am I doing? Like you talked about like, what path do I want to live? But right. even for me, like having those same kind of questions come up. And then it's like, yeah, I had people like you talk about those camp counselors, like they're, that's so important, like in the church, people kind of being able to share oh, yeah. and be vulnerable because we need, we all need to hear that, right? We need to hear that story oh, yeah. of like, man, you went through this too? Exactly. So it was just, it was funny because I had at the time two sort of different friend groups. I had the ones that were more non-believers and, you know, get into a, a little bit of trouble, a little more than usual. And then I had my just super strong Christian friends who, you know, are almost like, quote unquote, the perfect people. Like they don't seem like they ever do anything wrong. And mm. whenever I would you know, say get in trouble or I should do or I did something that I wasn't supposed to do, I would feel so much guilt from my like strong Christian friends. And the reason for that is because I knew in my heart that I valued them so much more because of where they stood and how they helped me and encouraged me. And just almost by seeing them and seeing how they reacted when I chose the wrong decisions was also something that ultimately pushed me to be stronger in my own faith. Hmm. Like the community around you. It's so, exactly. Yeah. It's so important. And that's what's that's. So I'm, I'm super involved with um, a Christian organization called young life. And so they do a lot of yeah. camping and summer camps and all that stuff. And that just that idea of like being away for a few days, whatever it may be to kind of like clear your head and to get around other people. It's like immediately, you just start to think clearer. Like you start to see things. Oh. And you're like, yeah, what the heck am I doing? One hundred percent. It's it, it it is so crazy because a lot of times we think too, like, wow, there's no one else around us who who believes the same thing or can act the same way as we do. And then you you know you get into those situations and it's like the best feeling ever. Your mind is clear and everyone around you just loves Jesus. And you're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm. No, I think I think camping and and being secluded and all that stuff is is huge for our faith and it actually helps us kind of connect with people around us, but it also sends us out. Like I think something that even struck my eye recently with you is that 
you it looks like you like spoke at your church and in front of a seemingly big church yeah. tell me about that is that something kind of coming out of that season of your life that that's something that the lord's leading you to or how did that all come up yeah so i mean ever since you know i really did become a christian and have that faith the first thing that went through my mind is like oh my gosh i just want to tell everyone about this how amazing mm. this is and so i always had a little bit of interest in speaking to others and preaching specifically, but I never really acted on it. Um, nothing, no r real opportunities presented themselves for me, but um, the head pastor, Dudley Rutherford of the church where I spoke at, um, I had known him for a while and he follows me on social media all the time. Um, when finally on one of my posts, he actually asked me like, hey, I see what you're doing on social media and I just want to know, do you want to preach for me one weekend? Like, are you game? How fun would that be? <laughs> and at first I totally thought it was sarcastic, but then after talking more and more with him, he was like, no, this is, this is a real thing. Like, I want you to speak. And um, immediately I was nervous, but so crazy excited mm. because I knew this was something I had wanted to do for a long time, but never really saw any opportunities come my way. So as soon as this came, um, I was just pumped. But yeah, so it was me and four other speakers, and we preached on 1 Timothy 4.12, which says, um, you know, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. And we all sort of took one of those words, and I got conduct. And I, and I thought um, what I was like most impressed with was two things, right? So I, I, I've spoken before, I've spoken in churches before, and it's, it's something you have to right. warm up to, right? Like the first time is, all right, I got, even if you're comfortable, like speaking, like it's still something you have yeah. to kind of warm up to. And so I thought, I thought oh, that yeah. was really impressive how comfortable you were. But I also, I think the most exciting thing to me was a phrase I like to use on the podcast is like, you, you went hard in the paint, right? Which is like a basketball term. Like yeah. you weren't like, pulling, right. you were like really like calling people out for like the idea of kind of like saying one thing and doing another thing. Is, was that something in particular that had been like, important to you or important to you important to your story that it kind of came out that strongly or yeah what was that about? i mean i i mean the reason i i was so passionate about conduct and you know like you can say anything you want but you know can you really live mm -hmm. it out it's just because especially being on social media and being um a little bit bigger there that is one thing that i find myself having a hard time with so much because right we can we can paint ourselves to be the perfect person over social mm -hmm. media or the internet in general you know you we can make our ourselves seem to be the perfect christian don't do anything wrong we're giving and we love others but it's a it's a big difference of what our lives actually mm -hmm. look like you know it, like instagram is just it's just our highlight yeah. reel and it doesn't have all the little in between so I, I caught myself multiple times, even when I post things, and I almost read it back to myself, and I'm like, are you doing this? Are you not just saying this, but you know, you have to go and do this. So um, I was so passionate about uh, speaking about our conduct just because um, it had, it was something that affected me so much. So yeah, and, and, and not to like throw shade but like i'm sure that that's an la thing too like that there's just a different culture oh, in that kind of like i have friends who live out there and who do do work over there and it's just that's something that they're constantly saying it's so easy to get sucked into it just like 
the idea of like, man, you are constantly under the microscope. And when you're like that, it's uh-huh. so easy to play a role, right? It's so easy to play into something oh, yeah. than to live it. it. It is so easy, especially, I mean, not just, I mean, obviously LA, where you're talking about the entire entertainment yeah, exactly. industry out yeah. here too. And it's the same thing. Like, like you see people act one way on TV and movies or on stage, but then you meet them in real life and they're a whole different person. And that's actually, it's funny, but that's why people get so excited when they meet celebrities and they find out that they're nice mm. people in real life. You know, they meet someone and they're like, oh my gosh, she was the nicest person ever. It was amazing because because as, as much as they seem to act nice or personable, you know, in front of a camera, it can be a lot different in real life. So that's one thing, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I call myself a normal person. I don't know. <laughs> but um, as a normal person, like, that's one thing that that not gets on my nerves, but, you know, is when you see someone act all all good and perfect in front of the big audience, but then once you really get to know them, they're a totally uh, different mm. person. So that's definitely one thing that... And, and I think, too, what was really powerful about what you were saying, which I think is so necessary for us, just even as Christians today, is I feel like, sadly, you're seeing that even in the church, right? Like, so many people in mm-hmm. the church, and this isn't, like, to call people out, but it's just, like this so commonly this idea of like almost like the social media culture kind of like infiltrating the church as well and like people in the church kind of feel and pastors and different people trying to be like i don't know it's just it's so easy in our culture nowadays to like say one thing and to do something else so it's so what we need to hear right it's so what we need to hear of like and i think part of that and 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 maybe you even see this in your own life i think part of that is we just really struggle to be vulnerable. We struggle to be honest. And so part of part yeah. of living your true self is being real about where you sin and where you're wrong and where you're like, man, I suck at this, you know, and I suck at like, and just being honest, but Christ is better. Christ right. is enough for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough because even on social media, you know, we point out all the good things um, about ourselves. You know, we'll, we'll record worship and put it on our story or you know snippets of what the pastor says and put it to our story and it makes us seem like the perfect christian but you know sometimes being the perfect christian isn't isn't making your seem isn't making yourself seem like the perfect person but you know admitting to your wrongs and saying yeah i know i'm not i'm not perfect i do sin but what's so amazing is that even when i sin like i've been covered in the grace Mm -hmm of god and that's what what matters most so true it's like the idea of i've heard it said before we're not people who go to like you know a big pool of water who take a sip and walk away and say hey there's you know go grab some water we're people who are like hey there's room next to me like we still all need that grace every moment of every day and if we're not willing to be honest you know what i mean like a hundred percent it's just we're we're just it's and it stinks because when we do that because I do it, we all do it, when we pretend to, be, to have oh, yeah. it all together, we're actually setting up other people for failure because they think, man, this fa- guy yeah. just never messes up. You know, like he's just never, yeah, right. that's true. And, and that that's that's the, speaking of that, it's one of the first things that I do point out to people when, you know, they say, well, how do you live that kind of lifestyle? You know, how do you not use this language and how do you keep yourself, you know, pure before marriage and you know the list goes on and on and on and the thing that I try to help people realize is look I'm not perfect I try my best but yeah I mess up yeah I make mistakes but 
because I make mistakes, like it's it's our human nature and it's not it's not about what I do right because it's about what Jesus did for us mm-hmm. on the cross like this this life isn't about me but it's about him so especially you know when you do get real and vulnerable with people that's when they see the love of Christ mm-hmm. yeah and it's it, to kind of full circle it's in camp situations like you talked about and even like I've been a part of at young life and things when you're able to be vulnerable with people because it takes time oh, yeah. to be that honest with people. It you does. can't do it in like one conversation. You need the week or the weekend or whatever it is to like, oh, I yep. trust this person. I can be honest with them and say, yeah, I, I'm I'm like this. I've done that, I, you know? Totally. And, but Jesus is enough yeah. for me. I think, I think all of that's really powerful. The idea of like Christ is the one that's holy for us. Like he, he came to save us, not just by, you know, cleaning us up and saying, okay, go now figure it out. He cleaned us up and then he's going to continue to clean us up. He's going to continue to save us. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's really powerful for us to kind of live in and and believe. And so Mm -hmm. um, to kind of like change directions a hair, like something I like to do on the podcast is be really, you know, even even kind of what we're just talking about is being honest and vulnerable and real and like what, okay, so you refer to yourself as a normal person. I think other people would look at your (laughs) life and go, well, that's a little not normal. Like my mom hasn't been on any TV shows. Exactly. Um, not that I know of, at least. Um, she has oh, 17 man. followers on Instagram. Um, oh, love that. But, love that. But as someone who's, who is who is, you know, whether it feels like it or not to outsiders, you are a normal, everyday person. And you, I mean, what does following Jesus look like? That's the thing I want people to hear is that following Jesus is not this big thing you do on part of your life. It's your whole life. And so what... As you've come to follow Jesus, what does that look like for you on a day to day? Like you play sports, you oh, man. maybe go to yeah. school. Like what does that look like for you? Um, now, so last year I wasn't in school and I was just playing hockey. So basically, all day long for a year, I'm with twenty other guys, and that like is a blessing in disguise. That is, you know, twenty guys who potentially have never heard the gospel or who mm. Jesus is, and that's like. That's my time to shine for Jesus because, um, mm. you know, that it's this guy's sitting right in front of me. I actually started playing tennis when I was little, and I was really good at it's tennis. So funny. I played then, tennis. I played <laughs> tennis too. Yeah. I mean, I love tennis. And then when I was um, 11 or 12, um, I started to play hockey and because my dad was a hockey player. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I, had, I, come, I came to a point where I had to choose – one sport over the other to really pursue. And I was way better at tennis at the time, but I chose hockey. I still don't know why I chose hockey, but (laughs) always looking back at it, I feel so strongly that the reason I chose hockey was because it was a team sport, like unknowingly. Mm. And, and, you know, tennis being an individual sport, I'm only going to... I'm only going to talk to so many people, like maybe my opponent, that's one person. But yeah, exactly. on a team, I have 20 other guys. So whether I, whether I continue to pursue hockey as long as I live, I am constantly um, put in a situation where I have 20 to 25 guys in my life every single day who don't know about Jesus from team to team to team as things get older, you know, club hockey to mm. junior professional to college professional. And it's just more guys who have never heard the gospel. And I feel So how, like- do, how do you live that out? So talk about like, 
Because I think people hear that and they think, oh, well, you're just super, you know, you're just a super dude that you do right. that. I try to, but it's hard. Like, like, is it hard for you to do that? Like, oh, it's okay. not, yes. you know yes. what I mean? Like walk it, through like, like how you do it and I, how you struggle. Just, at it. just so every single person knows, I, I guess you can call me normal in the fact that when I meet 20 new people who have no idea, like my, like my faith, not that I'm scared of it, but I'm scared to share it 100%. That mm. is a daunting topic just because I have the chance of being humiliated and embarrassed and being made fun of to people who, you know, I, I ultimately um, look up to because they're my teammates. And it's such a hard thing to do to share your faith. And um, it always comes out somehow, which is the amazing thing of the Holy Spirit, because I never I never openly just tell teammates, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian. This is what I believe. This, 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 blah, blah, blah. Jesus died well, for it, my it's sins. So, sometimes it just doesn't, like, lend itself to, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. not like you're just sitting there going, hey, can I have five minutes of your time? Like, right, exactly. It, it has to come out some somewhat organically. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm not that kind of person who can, you know, walk up to someone and exactly say that, hey, you know, can you talk for a second? Um, but interestingly interestingly enough it usually comes out when um people we're, we're having a group conversation and people get my want to get my opinion on something and mm. you know being on a sports team um and being with guys you know around 20 years old there's lots of not so great topics whether they're talking about you know different girls or mm. um language and a lot of times people ask me, you know, hey, why don't, I never have heard you, you know, use a bad word. Because I, I, I substitute them for like, you know, like what the heck and stuff like yeah. that. And they're, they're, like, they're like, why do you say that? Like, what are you doing? So, so I kind of use that as like that organic opportunity to open up about my faith and where I stand. Mm. But it, it, I'm like everyone else, like I'm, I get scared about it. And I cannot go up to someone and just say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. It has to come out because someone asks first. But when that does happen, when they ask me why I don't or do certain things, that's that's when I know, like, hey, it's your cue. Like, yeah. you're up, and it's, it's, it's all you. Tell them about Jesus now. Yeah, and I think, like, I know for me, something that I've really worked on in my own life is, like, just that idea of like simple boldness, like being simply bold yeah. instead of being like, sometimes I, I want to be bold. I'm like, all right, I'm going to tell this person, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do that or whatever it may be. Right. And yet, and yet like I build up this thing in my head instead of like remembering that's part of it. I, like, I don't like, I need to constantly be maturing. You need to constantly be maturing. Like we need to all be become bolder, but like it does start with us being able to answer when someone asks a question. Oh, like yeah. it does start with oh, yeah. like, I know for me, something that hit me was reading a book once about like sharing your faith at work. And just this idea of like, the first chapter was so powerful. He talks about like, hey, if you want to share your faith at work, be really good at your job. Like that's step one. If yeah. you're a sucky employee and same for you, if you're a sucky hockey player and you're not oh, yeah. practicing hard and you don't like listen to the coach, no one's going to listen to you on the other side of that. And 100%. so I think that's so like for people listening, if you're if you're thinking about sharing your faith, it's got to start with you being light. I think you even talked about it in your sermon, like light in a dark world. Yes, yeah. it has to start there. A hundred percent. And because, uh, you know, as Christians, 
one of the tough things, but true things, is that we are, you know, an extension of Jesus' love and His grace, and we are judged in such a harsh light that when people, when people see you and then say you tell them you're a Christian and you're not doing great things, they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of weird. Like, I, I didn't know, you know, as a Christian, they're doing these bad things and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, when you, when you, you know, say you excel, you do treat people with respect and love. And people ask you, like, why are you this way? Why are you kind and loving even when it's hard to be? that's when you take the focus away from yourself, like you said, and you, you point it back at God, the one yeah. who really saved us all. Yeah, and I, and I think even, again, connecting it back to what uh, I listened to part of, um, I think I listened to all of it, what you spoke at your church, just something you said that I thought was so powerful. Here you are talking about the idea of sh- uh, you know, being light in the world so that, they would, that your deeds would glorify the Father, so that they would mm-hmm. turn and glorify the Father. And one of the things you said is, not you. Like doing these goodies, living like light in the world doesn't bring some special, like you don't become captain of the team. You don't like necessarily get a raise, you know, but that's just what we're called to. And we're bringing glory to another by living humbly and living, you know, as lights in a dark world. It's so powerful. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing. And when I first read the verse, it actually took me by surprise because I think that even as Christians, when we try to act like the Lord calls us to, a lot of times I found myself doing that because I wanted to be praised Mm. not just from others, but specifically the Christian community going, wow, he is a man of God. He just, you know, the Holy Spirit is with him. When in, in reality, like the verse says, it's not about us because it says when they when they see your good deeds, they're not even going to think about you. They should go and glorify God in heaven. So that was mm. just another thing that, um, you know, with, with everything we do, we have to realize that it's it's not about us, which is s- such a difficult thing to do. It really is. Yeah, um, it's it's humbling. It is, and uh, but at the end of the day, um, that's again where where we have to understand that, you know, we would be nowhere without the blood of Christ. Mm. So at the end of the day, he is the one who saved us and everything goes back to him and all glory is his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's hard and it's humbling, but that's where our joy is. Like our joy oh, yeah. is in, is in beca- like, like less of me, more of him. Like our joy is in becoming less than, not more than, which is so upside down and opposite of everything else. But that's the end of the day. That's what we need. We want, it's better if we're last, Jesus says. It's oh, better yeah. if we go, you know what I mean? Which is so opposite of what we're used to. Right. And it, I always used to think, um, you know, like it was so tough for me because even before I really pursued my faith, um, I was more of a prideful and boastful person. So being humble is something that I personally have always struggled with first. Oh, especially uh, sports too. If you oh, if you yeah. grow up playing sports, it's like the opposite. Like a, that's something a coach will like look down upon. Of course, yeah. So whenever I was boastful about things and then, you know, when I first became a real Christian and truly followed the Lord, that, you know, it, it carried over into, oh, I'm just doing these things because I want to seem great among the Christian mm. community. And one thing I had to ask for God so many times is to, for him to humble my heart. And then I started almost to look down on myself. And that's when someone told me this amazing 
phrase that I, I try to remember as much as I can. They said, don't think less of yourself think of yourself less mm. and yeah, that's that, good. is that i think that's c.s lewis is that c.s I, lewis I, 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 it might be yeah, but i heard it for the first time at canicuck and i like i said i forget who originally came out with the quote but after hearing that i was like wow that, that's exactly right that is intense yeah that's huge that's really really that's that kind of sums up that whole idea of that humility right it's not exactly it's not so that we feel like we, it's not like we're making something up. You know what I mean? We just have to focus oh, yeah. on our focus has a shift. Exactly. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. Even I was talking to some guys this morning who I meet with for Bible study and just even trying to get them to see, it's not about running. It's not about just not doing bad things. It's about right. setting your eyes on Jesus and going, man, you're just, we're getting too easily pleased. Like those things are not that good. They look good. Don't get me wrong. I've been there. I get it. But if you actually like turn your attention over to Jesus, you'll be blown away by how much better he is. You just have to turn your gaze over there. You can't just, you know what I mean? It's like kind of like taking yeah. the candy bar and going, I'm not going to eat that. But you just keep looking at it all day long. Sooner or later, you're going to cave and you're going to eat the candy bar. But if you oh, turn yeah. your gaze over to Jesus or to the other thing, it's, it's, it, it sucks you in. It's better. Exactly. You could not yeah. have said it better. Yeah, that's cool. Um, to kind of like last thing, I mean, transition a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, what's next for, I mean, you're, you're still a young guy. You, you come from a really interesting, different background and family than a lot of us do. You have probably a lot more crazy opportunities coming up. Like what's, what is the future for you? Like, what are yeah. you trying to do? What is your faith carrying you into? Um, and this, th- I love this question because it, this question in particular makes me feel like a normal person because I say, I have no idea what's next. I really don't. There's there's different possibilities in sort of each direction, but I am not 100% sure in which, which route I want to take. Obviously, I love hockey, and I would love to pursue hockey. And then another thing is after my one speaking event, it did spark something inside of me, and I... Mm just thought about it and I was like, this is something I would love to pursue. And then obviously there's school and whatnot. So there, there's a couple of different things, but mm. um, I, I'm sort of in that area where not not a typical like older teenager, but I'm like, hey, like I, I, I don't know what's next. Mm. And that's one thing where um, I kind of have to blindly trust in God's plan for me and see mm. what he reveals for me, which is a very scary thing to do, by the way, because I, I feel like there's there's things that I want to do, but it's not what God has planned for me. Mm. So as best as I can. Um, which is, hum- which is again, which is humbling, right? Right. Yeah, that's humbling to kind of carry that and be like, man, I, how do I navigate this? It, it, it is tough and like I said scary at times because you know you, you kind of question God for a second and you're like okay like is this is this really what I'm supposed to be doing like mm. are you sure and um, <laughs> are you sure yeah, yeah, are you sure? like are, are you positive about that so it's it, it, it's a scary thing but I'm taking it you know day by day week by week and um, just not sitting back but um, just seeing what God has in store for me, really. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yeah, that's really cool. And I, I think, I think what's so important for, for all of us to, to get in this, and this is, I guess, me kind of sharing with you, even in the season that you're in, something I share with all the guys that I'm like leading and dealing with and talking to all the time is like, man, so much of it is 
be obedient today, right? Like it's yeah. so easy. I remember being 19. I'm not that much older. I'm 29, but I, I remember being even 22, 23, 25, gradu- like different things and just right. always feeling like, oh, one day, oh, that's when, oof, that, like when I'm really like, but it's, you feel the same. I don't feel any different than when I was 19, 20, whatever it is. It's right. just such a, it's so easy. The enemy is so good at convincing us to like take mm-hmm. things seriously. Like when yes. that thing happens rather than just like, no, today, right? Like let's be obedient today, right now. Like let's follow Jesus. Let's care for people right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that is so well said because one of the things I think about all the time is, you know, like, where is my faith going to be in here? Or what kind of person am I going to be at this time? And I kind of have to take a step back and be like, like, how about just today? How about right now in the moment you trust mm. to follow God? And yeah. that's, that is something that has helped me a lot. And, you know, just literally take it day by day, moment by moment. Yeah, it's, it's huge, man. Dude, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time and just chatting with us. And we'll thank definitely you. have you back on. And so yeah. where can people find you and, and kind of keep up with you? Um, basically just on Instagram, which is kind of funny. But uh, yes, Instagram at Lev V. Beret. There's two V's in there. And um, that's basically the only platform I'm on. But yeah, that's where that's where I'll be. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for the podcast. Thanks for being on. Thanks for chatting. Uh, get me over some some sizes and what you want. We'll send stuff out for you just for as a thank you. Um, so yeah. Uh, all right, guys. That's another podcast in the books. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That's another one of our long form podcasts. If you love it, if you enjoy it, if you kind of like it, I mean, if you listened this far, you definitely liked some of it. Please subscribe. We are constantly trying to produce content that is going to push you towards Jesus. We are just an apparel company. And if this is all about just cool Christian apparel, then this is such a waste. Man, it's so much more than that. We want to create stuff that pushes you to have conversations, right? Apparel that makes someone say, wow, that's so cool. What does it mean? So that we can have conversations with the people around us. And this podcast is just an out, it's just a form of that. It's just a connection to that. Of what does it look like to have conversations that push us towards Jesus? So if you like it, if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Um, and yeah, if you if you know anyone or want anyone on the podcast, reach out to us on DM, on Instagram or Snapchat. And let us know who you want on the podcast and we'll connect with them. So, all right, guys, enjoy. Keep following Jesus. He's worth it.